Hello, everybody. Happy um, Tuesday. I lose track of days sometimes. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we are going to be playing Denizens and Their Masters, the adventures of the Storm Chasers along the Menagerie Coast. I am gradually, <clears throat> excuse me, I am gradually getting the um, previous episodes uh, up on our YouTube. Uh, I have a lot of rework to do on them because there were some changes recently, but uh, we are technically going to be on episode 38 tonight, The Long Haul. Uh, so some house cleaning measures really quick. Uh, everything you need to know is down there somewhere in the about. All of our socials are linked down there as well. Uh, you can find us on our Discord, a pretty sizable community of about 200 plus members that uh, get to play in games. Uh, one game in particular uh, that will be on next Thursday, One Shot Presents, where if you join our Discord, uh, you can accept the event invite and then participate in the One Shot Presents, which is going to be a level 20 adventure. So it should be quite interesting. Uh, Monday night is Faerun Reborn. Uh, 7 to 10 o'clock, uh, Tuesday afternoon, uh, Titan's Revival, uh, 1 to 5, 1 to 5 Mountain Time, noon to 4 uh, West Coast Time. Thursday, like I just mentioned, starting next Thursday will be One Shot Presents, uh, Level 20 Adventure. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. Um, Friday night is our Age of Arcanum, a Dark Sun-inspired show which uh, is done in the fifth edition uh, rule set as well all home all home brewed as well and then we just started last sunday the debtors gambit which is our sunday show from six to nine o'clock west coast time that show explores through a group of pirate players um the organization of the revelry and the um the creation of dark toe and the Plank King. So if you would like to help us out, there's ways to do that. Uh, follow us here on Twitch. Subscribe if you could afford it. Um, if not, just follow us and uh, let us entertain you uh, whenever you need a little bit of background and a little bit of storytelling going on behind you. So that should take care of our house cleaning. Let's go ahead and take a look at our players tonight. It would appear, um, I think fire is frozen in time yet again. It happens. Oh, nope. There she is. Um, <laughs> and you can see that our D&D uh, Beyond overlay is active. So if you'd like to check out the character stats, you can do that. But uh, let's go ahead and get started with our recap as they say. Um, so, where we last left off, you guys had finally made it back to sea after celebrating Mara's marriage to um, Albin. Albin has, is even using this opportunity to, uh, well, whether it's a honeymoon or not, irrelevant, Albin has decided to join the group as they have honored their agreements with Captain Alabaster. The Council of Five was formed. 
And the small fleet of ships led by Captain Alabaster uh, is heading out towards the very center of the Lucidian Sea to track down the evidence or to attempt to track down the mysterious fey creature that is now terrorizing the sea lanes, not only along the coast itself, but other areas as well. During the third day of travel, uh, the beginning morning of the third day of travel, our team, the Storm Chasers, found themselves being attacked, maybe even investigated by um, some mysterious... Somebody's being very loud. Sorry. <laughs> um, being attacked by mysterious creatures um, and uh, other denizens of the deep. These creatures or fiends or constructs did bear a resemblance to the creatures at Tier Ling, the thing of whatever she is, the team still has not quite figured that out yet, had released these creatures in a similar fashion onto, um, I believe it was Port Zoon. And it was then that our team did manage to defeat the creatures, and through some creativity, they did manage to capture one of the fiends and imprison it in a pickle barrel. Actually a sand barrel, but now it feels like a pickle barrel. Um, the creature was contained. Albin had decided to go off and make sure that the other captains were okay. Unfortunately, one of the ships was lost. Uh, the Golden Orb had uh, been destroyed and unfortunately found its way to the bottom of the sea. The team regrouped, the fleet regrouped, spent some time discussing and trying to figure out some of these new, um, uh, some of these new bits of insight and understanding. Uh, at one point, even the realization that these creatures bear a slight resemblance to some of Qualish's handiwork, the way that they're manufactured and created and stitched together their um, movements and what they are. Yes, they bear a semblance to the fiend constructs of Port Zoon, but once again, taking a little time to investigate, there's a bit of a Qualish engineering mind at work with these things as well. Our team managed to make it all the way into the early evening. Is there anything any of you want to do before you take your long rest? I think I have to wait until tomorrow to scry on Qualish because I don't think I have it prepared. I thought we had taken a long rest. You No, because I still don't have my spells. I sure hope not. I don't have a lot of hit points. No, we know we don't. Okay. Um. Also, they wanted a tattoo. <laughs> That's right. You and Mara had you already worked on the tattoo, or were you going to? Oh, we did it. It was yeah, successful. We were, That's yeah. right. You had completed that as well. That is correct. Has Albin returned from Captain Alabaster's ship? At this point, yes, he would have. And he would have reported oh, to the team that there were some loss of life 
some injuries, but all that's being dealt with. Um, they did manage to uh, save at least two individuals from the Golden Orb. Albin had mentioned that we were down a couple as well. Um, so at some point, they may transfer them over to your ship. Okay. Yeah, because two of ours got sucked up by that big creature. <clears throat> sucked up and spat out. I didn't think they got spat out. They got consumed. I think they got eaten. These are all possibilities and probabilities. We got how many more days? You've, I think Captain Alabaster, during the initial meeting to plot out the course, had mentioned that it should take anywhere to, from five to seven days to get to the location that he's trying to get to. Okay. Well, anything else you guys want to do before your long rest? Are we all good? I want to write in my journal. Okay. I was going to show Albin my new tattoo. <laughs> How are you going to show Albin your new tattoo? It's on my forearm. So <laughs> like, you know, we put it on our arm. <laughs> well, yeah, that is very cool. Who did Ooh. that? Samara, didn't you yep. help her make the ink? Yeah, I did, but I think when we discussed using it, she didn't feel she didn't feel quite confident in trying the applications yet, but that is an amazing job. One could almost say great. she's yeah, one could almost say she's kind of used to doing it already. <laughs> she's pretty talented. Yes, I don't suppose I can get a matching one at some point. I'm sure if we had the ink, she'd be happy to. I will go and get my alchemy kit open and see if I can't make some more inks for her. Yay! <laughs> um, I don't know if I can, but I would offer assistance to him. Oh, well, certainly, dear. And the two of you kind of head down to the quarters, which is really your quarters anyways, Mara, and the two of you will spend the remainder of the evening working on uh, creating more inks, perhaps. Do a quick roll here. Um, with that, is there anybody else that wants to do anything? I'm just checking my ship, make sure everything's getting repaired. Uh, give me an investigation check. <sighs> and the night just keeps getting better. <laughs> just to get 11, 12, so a 14. 14. Um... Meandering around the ship, I mean, it is late at night. There is the bosun's patrol going on um, where the deck is being covered by a watch. Uh, eventually, they cycle. A new watch will come on, you know. The one nice thing about having a crew and a watch now is you don't necessarily have to be up all night on your, you know, your own watch in rotation. Um, one of the nice things about traveling on your ship. Um, mm -hmm. The crew itself seems to be in pretty good shape. Uh, most of the, the repairs appear to be minor. Um, some minor sail damage, some minor um, carpentry work that um, that you know, 
that you uh, that they need to do. Nothing overtly major. Some damage done to the railing, um, but overall, you spend the uh, last hours of the evening. Um, you spent the last hours of the evenings kind of uh, meandering around, and you know, a, a, occasionally there's some griping, but you know, there's also some others that kind of. Yeah, just buck up, mate. It'll be fine. We know what the captain's doing. It'll be fine. And there's just kind of that normal routine that's kind of come back after that encounter. Okay. Alrighty. So, anybody else? We good? All right. Let's everybody go ahead and take a long rest. I'm going to prep scry. And make your spell adjustments accordingly, please. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can hear your chickens now, babe. It's so funny. I know. <laughs> they're getting so much bigger, and so they're so much louder. Yep. Peep, peep, it's peep, almost peep. time to take them. It's almost time to take him out of the house and or out of the office and put him in the on the farm. Yep, almost. Almost. I gotta finish rebuilding that little minor chicken coop. Get it insulated and painted and repaired. I've got all the tools to do it. I just need the time. All right, there. That's a little bit. Trying to figure out which spell I want to take off so put in all of you wake up the following morning to the sounds of the fourth day coming to fruition uh you go to the common deck where you enjoy your typical morning meal all of you sitting at the table or not depends on your own choices um is everybody participating in breakfast breakfast yeah my favorite. Yes. I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, oh. Albin will come with you as well, Mara, as all of you sit at one of the longer plank-like tables uh, to have your morning meal. Um, because of there being one less ship and a little bit of less concern about the stored reserves for the fleet of five now being a small fleet of four, there is some extra fo- food. So... This would be a protein and vegetable-rich meal that you are all enjoying. Um, Sam, Albin looks over at you and reaches across and hands you two more ink vials of the same one that you used on Mara. Uh, I managed to have enough supplies and equipment to make two more doses of the tattoo ink. Um, believe it was the healing one, correct? Yes, that's fantastic. Thank you. And he hands them over to you. Uh, if not today, perhaps at some time, I would love to have one of those tattoos. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. Excellent. Um, anyways, so, been a while since I've been at sea. Is it normally that you get in fights on a regular basis, or was that more of an unusual situation? No, it's usually something trying to kill us every time we come out here. 
Ah. See. Um. That's why I was thinking it's probably better to be prepared if we get a couple of tattoos on each of you and save some uh, of our potions. Well, uh, the captain said that tomorrow morning he would be joining us to report on the uh, direction that we are going. I believe he's even received some more information regarding Darktoe and its condition. Um, I told him just merely to wait until everybody can be together. It sounds like we have just days travel to get through today. Wow. Gonna get a tattoo, huh? <laughs> I think so. I like the idea of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Better ask the old ball and chain. Don't want to come home with a fresh tattoo without <laughs> some kind of explanation. Considering he wants one because I got one, I don't think I can say much. <laughs> right, you're off the hook on that one. Well, I don't think it's a good idea to refer to her as a ball and chain, but you seem to have... Well, anyways... Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Don't worry about it. Just having a joke. I'm sure you are, Kitty. You'll uh, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. Uh, there are things you eventually do get used to. So, what is the plan? Uh, we're doing it. We're sailing. Oh. For a moment there, I thought you, were, thought you meant something else. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, um, somebody go ahead and roll me a d12, please. Oh my <clears> gosh, <throat> don't let me, Tobias. You want me to do it? No. All right, you asked no. for it. No, don't let it be, Tobias. <laughs> a one! Ooh, <laughs> I rolled a one! That's what okay. you rolled last time! Didn't that lead us to the Kraken hey. battle or whatever that was? It was either the one or the 20 that led us to the Kraken battle because the last time he rolled a one and then he rolled a 20 or he rolled a 20 and then he rolled a one. I can't remember which one. So, as all of you are sitting there enjoying your meal, you begin to feel the ship kind of pivot and rock and looking through the available portholes of the common deck. The sun has dimmed. A steady, thick storm cloud is beginning to form in this direction. There's a series of whistles that both Mara, Albin, and Tobias immediately recognize as a storm warning. Um, you can hear the sailors uh, rushing back and forth on the deck, um, calling out to um, tie down the sails and prepare for rough weather. Yeah. Great. Well, Looks like we're in for a blow. Sure, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> How long does water breathing last? It's like an hour, right? 24 hours. Okay. Yes, I believe 24 hours yeah, would 24 be correct. Hours. 24 little hours. 24 hours ago. Uh -oh. I want to be. What's your guys' plan for the day? 
<gasps> Casting water breathing and not dying. I will look at... I will have them uh, send a flag signal to the uh, Admiral ship and ask him uh, about the storm and whether or not we're going to change course. Okay, fair enough. The rest of you, what are you doing? I was just going to help prepare the ship. Okay. Uh, yeah. Waiting for the monster you're going to attack us with. Because no, <laughs> I rolled a one. I'm going to look at the storm. I uh, activate my blood rate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to look at ten willing creatures, and I'm going to ritually cast water breathing on ten willing creatures. I'm going to I'm going to raise my hand and jump up and down like I want to be casted on. Be casted on. Me 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 me. It's like those kids in kindergarten. Me 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 me. Yep. Yeah. And if it if it doesn't get all of the crew, I'll like ritually cast it a second time. I mean, I have it too. So if we need to. Right, mm-hmm. but I think if it's ritually cast, it doesn't cost. It doesn't slot. take a spell slot. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all of you go about your morning routine. Um, Oswald. Go ahead and give me a perception check, please. Okay, okay, okay. Because I've seen magic storms before, and I don't like them. Yeah, we might be being chased by, like... Is it Yorm? Your friend. Uh, Your friend Yorm, or, like, one of his buddies. Is it a Yorm storm? (laughs) A Yorm storm? (laughs) It could be its father's brother's second cousin's former roommate. I don't know. You were my roommate uh, in college, and I'm here to destroy you. Do you have the Schwartz? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You got our Schwartzes crossed. (laughs) Never crossed. What'd you get there, uh, Oswald? 18. 18. Those familiar, fine kind of responses, the static electricity as the storm begins to brew and become larger and more ominous in its appearance. You can even see a central kind of cyclonic rotation beginning to form, lightning coursing out from the center of it, um, the sound of the wind beginning to pick up. It feels to you, Oswald, to be a very familiar sensation, not quite as malicious, but almost like looking at a door that's partially open. Is the storm lord trying to talk to you? What if I did commune with nature and that you're anything out if it's a storm? Well, I mean, it's up to Oswald to determine if he's going to share this with anybody. I tell them all of that. Okay. This is similar to something we've done before, people. Oh, brother. You and your relative and your friends. Maybe we should be called, instead of storm chasers, we should be called chased by storms. (laughs) Storm runners. Storm runners. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... um, can the other ships outrun it? Can we outrun it? Can we try? Can we try? Can we try? What? Really Did we get a message back from the other ships? Not yet. What's taking them so long? 
I can. You want something done right, you got to do it yourself. I can send a message to Franklin. I um, I want to check the charts. Is there a different? Is there a uh, way I could avoid the storm by this time? By this time. Uh, give me investigation. Investigation. Milton Bradley's new game. Uh, so so. I can send a message to Franklin, guys. He's on He's on Alabaster's ship. Well, we also can send Albin, depending on how far away they are. He can fly. Don't forget. 16, yes, but the winds are picking up. I got a 27. 27? Yeah. Um, as you stare at the course and begin to come up with an alternate chart, um, even as you look up, you can see that the other ships are beginning to tack away from the storm as well. Um, they seem to be following Captain Alabaster's lead. Um, mm. Looking at the lead ship and looking at your chart, it would appear that you and Captain Alabaster have the same mind. Okay, I'll make the course corrections. Okay, calling out the orders. You, Mar, and Albin, being some of the most seafaring, uh, begin to call out the orders. Um, so, Mar, now that the storm is beginning to kind of descend more closely to the ship... Um, would you like to try to commune with nature? Um, pull up the spell. I had it pulled up. Hold on. It's like a knowledge of up to three facts of your choice about terrains and bodies of water, powerful celestials, fey fiends, elementals, or undead, influence from other planes of existence. So I guess what I would like to know is I'm going to commune with nature and figure out if the storm has a supernatural element to it. Um, and if so, maybe what coming from like if it's the storm lord or if it's one of um Sigurd's old friends go ahead and give me a charisma save please okay uh, uh 15 standing there at the rail all the crew about you busy you can hear Mara and Albin and Tobias barking out and giving out orders. Um, the deck of the ship is quite busy itself. As you stand there, not far off to your right is a very heavily concentrating Oswald as well, staring off in the same storm that you're staring off to. There um, is... Asborn, what are you doing during the storm right now? I'm just prepping. I'm ready to okay. fight. I'll say you're helping the deck as well. Fires, anything you want to do? Did I already do the ritual casting on the breathing? I'm already done with that? Yeah, I'd say you'd finish that up. You safely got um, uh, six of you, uh, including um, uh, Albin, uh, mm -hmm. and we'll say three additional folks that are important as it's related to the crew. Okay, well, I was going to... I mean, it, it does 10, so I was going to do it twice if needed to get everybody. Um, the crew's roughly 25. Not including us? Correct. <sighs> How long do we have before the storm hits us? Uh, give me your survival check. Uh, that is a 13. 13. Hard to tell. Could be an hour, could be a couple hours. Oh, well, that's long enough to do it three times. 
Okay. Okay. So you'll spend the rest of your time safely getting the entire crew protected from the possibility of drowning by giving them water breathing. Yeah, but and then after that, I want to pack up my my hammock so it doesn't get lost in the storm. Fair enough. And then start like battening down and helping get the get the ship ready for a storm. Okay, fair enough. Um, Samara, as you stand there alongside Oswald, the two of you staring off into the storm, you kind of release the energy of the spell out as the storm kind of crests and gets a little bit closer. There is some familiar energy here. There is something at the center of the storm. You can feel almost like a pulsing sensation of arconic, uh, kind of like psychic energy. Pulsing out and then coming back away from you. There is something in the middle of the storm. It does not feel natural to you in any sense of the word. Um, Oswald, go ahead and give me a Christmas save, please. Uh, that is a 15. 15. You glance to look at Samara. She stares at the same storm that you're staring at. And as you come to glance at it again, <laughs> there is a familiar creature, person, standing next to you. His tall height, virtually impossible to miss. Yorm's form is there. And his arms are crossed. He just kind of looks down over at you. It is Yorm! So, Oswald, um, I think I liked you better as you were before. That body had a lot more meat on its bones. I can't deny that. Yes, it's... But this one has really cool magic. Well, if you're going to live out a curse, you might as well live it out in style. Don't you think? No. You're completely right, by the way. Well, thought I'd let you know. That door will not be open for very long. See you around. And you watch as his visage just kind of steps off the rail and the wind... <laughs> Kind of takes it away. Wait, is this? Is it, so that's still that was in the storm. I didn't see it. No. La 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 la. <laughs> I'm going to look out of the storm again. If you're willing to send this. Sam. Can't be a pirate. Let's start calling out Sam. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. Yes, yes. What? Could could you turn into a big bird? Hi. Could could you fly me out there? And yes, what? I can. Why? There's something in there I need to go check out. It'll uh, it'll help us. Trust me. Hey, right, don't let me die. Um, I won't let you. I have I have a thing. She won't die. Don't worry. How far? Okay, so. Guys, I guess we'll be back. What? Good luck? So, <laughs> question mark? Samara, what do you turn into? I'm turning into a giant eagle, so I can carry As him. Samara 
turns into a large eagle, giant eagle. You watch as Oswald quickly climbs up onto her eagle form, and they take off, catching a gust of wind and disappearing into the direction of the storm. You watch them for about maybe a half a mile before they just kind of disappear into the density of the cloud. For Samara and Oswald, both of you give me charisma saves, please. Beep. Oh, that went very far. Hold on. <laughs> that means it was a natural 20. I got, I got an 18. 18? Okay. Uh, it was a 9. 9? 9. Plus, do you get any bonuses? Uh, that is with a bonus. Oh, boss. Oh, man. Yeah. So, as the two of you descend into this storm, the lightning is definitely not natural. You pick up on that quite easily. Um, the sense of this psychic barrier that you're beginning to push your way through. There's a wave of nausea, just briefest of nausea, like you've almost kind of like pushed through something very staticky and heavy with electricity. And then... <laughs> You kind of feel yourself move through something. And you're now nearing the center of the cyclonic kind of oscillating storm in this space. Maybe another half mile to go. The lightning kind of crashing all around you. A very faint, dim glow of light down at the very base of the cyclonic spire. What do you two do? I keep pushing through, right? Okay. Uh, give me both of you. Give me acrobatics or athletics. It's your choice. Acrobatics or athletics. Well, I'm same. definitely going athletics. They're both the same for me. Don't die. Don't die. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, that is a fourteen. Fourteen. Um, the two of you. Um, you know, with with the eagle kind of coursing, trying to manage the winds, it's a lot harder because they're not thermals. It's uh, more of a tepid, colder wind. The closer you get near the cyclonic edge of this storm, you're buffeted from the left to the right. You watch as Oswald gets bucked right off your back, um, Samara, and you quickly, with your beak, grab him, and with your massive strength, you... Throw them back on. Hey, Ian Flat, thanks for the raid, man. Appreciate it. And as you throw them back uh, on to your back, and you go into um, it, you know that gliding sensation, you realize the winds kind of dissipate immediately from out underneath you, and you find yourself purposely having to dive and chase the wind uh, down and deeper towards the cyclonic effect. You could feel Oswald just barely hanging on to the collar of your feathers, like the, the, the area of your collarbone, both of you. And at the last minute, you're able to peel up and bank just to come to the side of the cyclonic effect. The two of you look over at it. Give me perception checks, please. Right. Oh, as an eagle. Hold on. Forgot I needed those stats. <laughs> Eagle vision. 
<laughs> that always makes me think of Assassin's Creed with the Eagle Vision. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I'm not a person right now. Hold on. Uh, you said perception? Correct. Okay, so I get advantage on that. Correct. You are a giant eagle. Uh, 25. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark him. Mark him for assassination. <laughs> What'd you get? 25. What'd you get, Oswald? 18. She 18. got 25. All right, so as the two of you bank, Oswald, you look up, you watch as the massive eagle head peels back and looks in the same direction. That light that was dim and further away is now pulsing in the very center of the cyclonic effect. And then you watch as it rotates, oscillates, and then the two of you hear a booming voice and then see a face, a distorted kind of like shimmering face, 100 feet in height, 30 feet in width, kind of like emerging from the cyclonic shelter and it just kind of edges there as the two of you bank into the wind. I see that you have become something else yet again. Sick oh, shit, word. When are you going to learn? The door swings one way. Through only one result. Face pulses back in and out. Try my patience no more. And you watch as two massive watery hands kind of descend out of the cyclonic effect, hovering there for a moment. Utter my name in a curse. This is why you are what you are. What day you dig word? What I did was right. Yes, taunt I the squawk, big, like what? <laughs> taunt the big watery face. Uh, give me a give me a persuasion check, please. Watch this. Ah, watch this. Uh, that would have been really bad. That would have been a nine, but I have the <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna change tag real quick. Chrono shift. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's much better. That's a 19. <laughs> 19. You take a moment and hesitate during that response, but then you kind of feel some of that magical essence of this body of Oswald take over naturally. And you kind of just put some confidence into that kind of response. There's just a rockish laughter. <laughs> Challenge me, boy. Well, come on in. Earn your freedom if you wish. <gasps> I'm going Turn to... Turn my eagle head up to look at him. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm going to look at Sam and I'm going to say, 
You can go back now, and I'm going to jump off of her. Okay. <laughs> As you jump at the 500-foot level that you're at, tears beginning to stream away from your eyes. So while watching him do this, you're confused because the conversation you did over here, something about going in, as far as you can tell, He's just free-falling towards the water. 400 feet. Dive, woman, dive. 300 feet. Yeah, I'm I'm diving after him. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Go ahead and give me an athletics check. All right. Oh, that is a (laughs) no-go. Cincinnati won. Yeah, you pass right underneath him and go right by him. Uh, Oswald, you're now at 200 feet and you're still free-falling. And I'm going. 100 feet. Wait, you're going to end up in a bad body this time. Sam, you pivot around. You make another attempt towards him. You watch as Oswald hits the water. Oswald, you take 422 points of bludgeoning damage, uh, fall damage. Oh my god. Are you, oh are you just actually... Wait. You <laughs> feel... How much damage? Oh my god, it's the goldfish. 524 points of bludgeoning damage. 500 and... You feel oh your body shred at the moment it hits the water. <laughs> and as you lose consciousness instantly at that point, you feel that similar um, <laughs> you feel that similar kind of I had to roll electronic dice for it too. I wasn't gonna roll that many dice. Um, oh my God. You feel that similar connection and you begin to realize that this point of light has created a bubble, this planier bubble, a plane that you've grown all too familiar with. And you find your transparent self. You're looking back at the tattered remains of the meat and chunk and bone of the pulverized body behind you. And you begin to walk in the direction of the cyclonic wall. As far as you can see, Samara, as you hover there right over the water, is the dead form of Oswald's body just kind of floating on the surface of the water. Can I go up and just grab him in my talons? Sure. Go ahead and just give me a sleight of hand. Make sure you don't, you know, eat him by mistake. No. Not. Uh, what happened to his leg? It's just bone. <laughs> sleight of hand is dex. Correct. Because I know your fondness for rolling ones. 18. Uh, 21. 21. You kind of a gust of wind hits you, but you quickly, uh, very Lord of the Rings style, pick up his broken and shattered form and begin to take to a gust of wind that you follow and begins to help you in your ability to try to get higher. His, it's, it's like carrying a fleshy bag of shattered bone. I mean, you can just feel all the disjointed and destroyed portions of his body. 
What else is new? Oswald, <laughs> you look over your shoulder to watch as your body is safely in Samara's talons and she's gradually receding back in the direction of the ship. You cross over a familiar threshold into this planar bubble. And as you cross over, you realize that you're at that point of decision-making, that point of to accept the challenge or not accept the challenge. Sitting on a stone that's being buffeted by water is the form of Yorm. Yorm looks over at you and nods. And then between the two of you, a very <clears throat> slightly built individual. She radiates kind of like a translucent energy of silver and platinum features. She kind of looks at you and then looks back over at Yom and she crosses her arms across her very slight build and well it would seem that you've accepted the challenge yet again, Sigurd. You feel prepared for this. You feel this is something that you can do. It's the best two out of three. Hmm. You can still count. It's one of the things I think he admires about you. I mean, us champions of the Stormlord. Well, we have our uses. We have our purpose. But... You, Sigurd, utter such a curse, such a way, and still here you are yet again. Quite fascinating. Anyways, me and Yom can only be spectators in this. Yom, have you told him yet? <laughs> I was going to wait and see if he showed up first, but I'll tell him. Um, Oswald, I took the oath. I crossed over. I figured you went to all that trouble to save me. I felt it was worthwhile to do so. I bear the champion's mark now. I've made my penance and my forgiveness. It was not an easy task that I had to fulfill, but once it was laid out to me, I did it. It cost me much, but it freed me at the same time. I was afraid that I would linger in limbo forever, but he forgave me, and I proved myself towards him. If you don't do this, Oswald, Sigurd, for what you may become if you fail, well, it's been a trip. You watch as the two captains kind of disappear from your right and your left. The bubbling of the of the of the, the roiling of the ocean begins to bubble up around you. All around you. And then that familiar booming voice coming back into your head. Uh, it would seem, Sigwa, that you grow tired of living forever, as they say. <laughs> Well, hold your breath, son, and good luck. And then you feel the coalescing hands 
just scoop up your phantom self and pull you deep into the ocean, deep. If it wasn't for your phantom self, your lack of physicality, the very nature of your being would be crushed. And you're pulled deeper and deeper to the very darkest depths of wherever this part of this massive Lucidian Sea is. So if anybody's wondering, when you roll a 1 on a d12 during travel, that means story arc. And I picked Oswald tonight. So this should be kind of fun. <laughs> See how he does. Um, so you feel yourself descend for maybe half a mile, a mile. And then finally, your phantom self kind of takes on a bit of a weird kind of density, almost like a, a cross between magic and liquid density. And you, your feet hit the very bottom of the sand. Looking around in slow motion, almost like reacting to this dense and thick, watery environment. Off in front of you, a dark form, a massive dark form just kind of moves. Give me a perception check. All right. You're welcome. 17. 17. The huge 300-foot-long tentacle retracts from you. <laughs> Watches another one. Kind of circles for a moment and retracts from you. You see a single massive orange eye open in front of you. Not more than maybe 30 feet. <laughs> About maybe 30, 40 feet in diameter. It shudders. The iris kind of Splitted iris kind of looks at you. And then you begin to feel the ground shift. And you can see small holes and small chambers begin to appear everywhere. Um, you watch as the massive form of the Kraken begins to lift itself off the bottom of the sea. And you just hear that voice again in your head. Somewhere down there. Sigurd. Is something that belongs to me. Since the time of creation, it's been hidden from me. The most perfect of Kraken eggs. Retrieve it for me, Sigurd, and I'll lift your curse. Well, well, not much I can do for you, son. Back to the briny deep and. Hopefully you can find another body. One massive tentacle <laughs> comes crashing down nearby. Give me a deck save, please. Oh my Jesus. Uh, that's a 14. 14. Um, you lose. It's like the, the, the current kind of blasts into you. Uh, causing you to drift off to the right a little bit. Um, and as you do, your passive perception is high enough. You can see one of the open chambered surfaces is cracked and kind of made itself slightly bigger. And then another one and another one. You can see little pinpoints of light coming up from underneath this massive beast. Um, go ahead and give me a history check, please. 
Ooh, that's a ooh, that's a twenty-eight. As you kind of free float and trying to catch your balance from the current slamming into you, looking at these points of light, these are eggs, dozens of eggs that are shining from somewhere down below. I'm going to try and stop myself and say, wait! Nothing happens. Just say, wait. I'm just going to speak out really loudly. If you want me to do this, I'm going to need a, a very exceptional body. There's a pause. No real response. But no sign of not sharing your thoughts. I have an idea. One of your priests, maybe? Something that you would have more governance over me for? And something that you firmly believe in your own power? You, you hear the drifting echo of a voice? Sigurd, you confuse the situation with choice. You've made your choice. Pay the price. Do you want the egg or not? I'll take the egg at some point. I'll have your soul at some point. For now, I take the pleasure. Is not me being eternal, knowing of this egg now, allowing me to prevent you from ever taking it? If you don't, help me take it for you. <laughs> so bold in your brashness, Sigurd. <laughs> do you know how many curse my name at their death? Dozens do it. I merely find you a bit more interesting in your resistance to it. Please, if you think it'll make a difference, enjoy it. And you feel this subsonic energy and pulse <clears throat> crash into you. Um, you he, he seems to have given you the abilities, you want to pull it up on your computer, of a planetar. You could, How would you pull that up? You could feel the energy of its ability pulse in and out of you. You feel your confidence in your constitution just build, your, your musculature just build. You feel your whole self kind of pulse and this translucent form of a planetar, its wings, its blue bald head and its focusing plain gaze kind of coiling around you and then kind of settling down within with inside you as you look up to see a massive tentacle coming down towards you. <laughs> Go ahead and give me another deck save, please. Dun, dun. Well, that's much better. That's in the 19. At the last second, you just managed to step out of the way. More of the sand and bottom of the seafloor giving way underneath your feet. Uh, more chasms opening up. Okay, I'm going to look around. Give me a perception check. 
15. From this distance, it's hard to tell what you're specifically looking for. You look about, and it's a massive subterranean chamber that you're kind of staring down into that is kind of like perforated with points of entry. This one near she's only gotten slightly bigger because these massive tentacles keep attempting to strike out at you. Looking down, you can see small clusters of gelatinous-like things. Bulbous things. Maybe they're eggs. It's hard to tell for sure. And as you're staring, you can see a smaller dark form move right by your vision. And then another one as you're staring down into what might be a Kraken's egg chamber. I'm going to swim straight for it. Okay. Start swimming. This newfound strength, this new resilience, this new kind of beating understanding of what you need to do to accomplish this, to, to finally sever this curse. Swimming, swimming deeper and deeper, the, the, the lungs expanding of the planetary form. And as you come in, you feel something try to slam into you, a shadow of something. It's going to be a 17. It misses you. It swims right by you. You watch as another one. Uh, 31. Slams into you for 12 points of bludgeoning damage. But you keep swimming. You're, you're now watching as these very strange-looking squid-like creatures are attempting to slam into you, slow you down, um, but they're large. They're like maybe 15, 20 feet, um, continuously slamming into you. Now they've swarmed around you. Go ahead and give me a deck save, please. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That's a natural 20. Nice. Uh, Take 14 points of bludgeoning damage, half to seven, as the swarm is kind of pummeling you. And then you reach the bottom of what you believe to be the egg chamber, and your feet settle. And the minute they settle, silt and sand puff up around you. And you watch as the swarm quickly dissipates. Looking up, you can see a massive, it's almost like looking at a moon, this massive eye looking down into the chamber where you are. You hear this massive intake of water, and then the entire chamber fills black as this ink fills the entire chamber and you can't see anything. You watch as the eggs diminish and you're just standing amongst this dark black ichor. Um, Samara, you managed to make it back to the ship. Uh, for the rest of you, it's not that difficult to pick her out amongst the clouds. A giant eagle carrying something and she quickly... Lands on the deck with a very tattered remains of a corpse that looks to be the form of Oswald. Bones broken, disjointed. Um, Some of the bones, compound fractures sticking out of the skin. The jaw off its hinge. One eye kind of dangling from a ruptured skull Uh, socket. uh, I'm going to try and and back. Can I heal him? Can I heal him? Yeah, I'm I'm dropping him and turning back into myself. 
and okay. being like, can you do anything? What happened? Ah, I don't think I can. Albin comes. jumped into the water. All I could do was grab his body. Albin comes running over, his hand placed on Mara's shoulder. What? What happened? He just jumped into the storm? Yes, he, we flew into the storm. Did I, did I see the face? Did I know the... Yeah, the face did present itself because it was a where two planes were coming together. So every time it pulsed out of the storm, it was crossing to the material plane. So you definitely saw what was impacting Oswald's decision making. Okay, so I described the face to them and all the things in the storm. And then he just jumped in and I tried to grab him and wasn't able to. And so when he hit the water... All I could do was just grab his body. I didn't know if he was alive or dead. And looking at him now, I am very nervous that he is dead right now. Big word! And I turn the ship. I turn the ship into the storm. I'm okay. gonna try and start raising dead. This is the second time! I know he's dead. I mean, he's hallowed. He's cursed. He might not still be there, but I'm gonna try it. Okay. It takes an hour. Okay. Um, describe for me describe for me what this attempt is going to feel like to you. What are you trying to do? Bring him back. How? You return a dead creature you touch to life. Providing How would it's- fire do it? How would fire do it? Um... Slap his bones back into place? He's all good, guys. <laughs> Put his eyeball back in the hole. I put his eyeball back in the hole. <laughs> just, we, just, uh, we just desperate... Desperately trying to put his body back together. Not even healing him. The spell components, which I'm going to grab diamond worth 500 gold pieces. And I am going to put my hand on his mortal wounds, which are really everywhere. So kind of focusing on his chest. Okay. And, and, and praying. As you pray, there's a slight diminishment in the wind. As you focus, all your friends standing around, all of you kind of focused in on Oswald's still and broken form. You feel a familiar presence alongside you. Typically, the others can't see him, but you can see his cloak and his gleaming smile through the hood. My dear, I think he's too far gone. And I mean... Such a bore, always yelling and screaming and such. I mean, he's really worth it. I know he's an asshole, but he's my friend. You guys can see Fire talking to no one at this point. Yes. He's our asshole! <laughs> well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. So, Sigurd, Oswald... Palantir, whatever, or Planeteer, whatever you are. The blackness encircling you, the water rushing by you. What are you doing? I'm going to cast Detect Evil and Good. Okay. As you, ca- as you cast that, there's a weird pulsing sensation coming off of you, coming from above, and coming from around you. It's, it's a carnal feeling of anger and festering hate. You're 
feeling this millennial old creature, the great kraken, kind of, you could feel its hate for you. It thinks it knows what you're looking for, and it's now looking for you. I'm going to swim down into the agrim more. Okay. So, you're now swimming blind, and you continue to swim through this chamber. As you swim, more and more... Oh, I have a, that's a planeteer. <laughs> I have true sight of 120 feet? Yeah, that would work. So... As you invoke that essence of the planeteer, there's a corridor in front of you that you can see through, out about 120 feet. And this oscillating, kind of like water in front of you, the ink is there, it's just your ability to see through it. And you begin to kick your feet harder, looking and looking. Go ahead and give me perception check, please. All right. Uh, perception. That is now using the actual planeteer stats. It's improved everything. Now it's a twenty-eight. <laughs> okay. So, with that in mind, swimming about frantically, watching the water spill in and out, you can still hear the the the, the cyclonic storm raging up above you. In the very center of a very deep crater you can see something yellow and orange pulsing at the bottom of this crater it seems to be ensconced in some kind of like seaweed apparatus around it you can see different stone like shapes and then electrical pulses kind of emanating from each stone towards the center of whatever this is. All right, I'm swimming straight for it. Okay, you're swimming towards it. As you get closer, uh, give me a constitution save, please. You got it. Planeteer stats, planeteer stats. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a 19, uh, not 19, 29. 29. Um, here, the water becomes so hot that it's scorching. Um, you take 48 points of fire damage halved to 24. You pass through this heat-like barrier, pulsing out into the other side. There are five stones. The center, not more than 20 feet from you, is this oscillating ball of energy of red and orange and trapped with seaweed. And there's pulses of light coming from each stone towards its center. All right, I'm going to run over to one of the stones. Okay. 
I'm going to take out my big cool planeteosaur and try and chop it. Okay, give me an attack roll. Um, it's 22. 22. That'll definitely hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. All right, all right, all right. That is 27 slashing damage. Okay. And 24 radiant damage. Okay. Um, you watch as the upper half of the rock shatters, pulverize, and then you watch as the light goes dim from that rock. At the same moment, looking up, you watch, you watch as a massive tentacle comes crushing down on top of you. I'm going to assume a 35 hits. Uh, yeah, 35 does hit. going to be 31 points of crushing damage and you are knocked prone onto the ground and then you're watching as the tentacle retracts back up and away from you. Alright. Stand myself back up. <laughs> Cast healing touch on myself. Okay. Which will regain me. And for this event... You still have Oswald's spell powers, but the your new focus is the Planeteer. Uh, with the healing touch, I got 31 HP. Okay. And if I still have Oswald's old spell powers, and I'm going to cast a spell. Give me a second. Good spell for this. I just didn't find it. Back on the ship. Fire, as you get a few more minutes into this casting and everybody's staring, you feel the presence of the gentleman next to you, his, or the, the traveler, sorry, the traveler. You feel yeah. his unseen hand kind of rest on your shoulder. Oh, my dear, look, it's already unwinding. I don't see what there's much to do. And as he points, see a very thin white uh, beam of energy, like almost like a thread of energy. And it seems to arc in the direction of the center of the storm. You can feel the boat shifting underneath your knees as you're kind of doing this work over Oswald. And you can hear Tobias screaming and yelling kind of Forrest Gump style into the wind as the ship has made its turn and going in that direction. And at the very center of this thin line, you can just see a smaller strand kind of undo itself. Back to you, Sigward. Oswald, Planeteer. Whatever. Three names. Um, I'm going to look over at two of the rocks, and I'm going to cast a fifth level fireball. At, at, at two of them? Yeah, two of them. Okay, go ahead and give me attack rolls. Well, it's it's, it's fireball. Oh, that fi I thought you said firebolt. My fault. No, fireball. Well, they automatically well they're inert, so they automatically fail de uh, deck save. So go ahead and roll damage. It's a lot of d sixes. That is fifty fire damage. You watch as you plant 
And as you do it, you watch as the fire ruptures outward, and you watch as both stones shear at the top. And then two more lights. Now only two stones remaining. Lights. Once again, you see this massive tentacle come crashing down on you for a 31. Yeah, that is. And that will be... 39 points of bludgeoning damage. You even feel one of the thorny, like, thorny hooks of the tentacle kind of rip out of you, and the planeteer's form ripping partially out, and then it releases and comes back into you. Knocking you prone again. All right. I'm going to stand back up. Cast healing touch. She's going to give me uh, 29 healing. I'm going to use... Oh, I don't have that one. I have extended. Ah. <laughs> to attack the last one of the last stones with my sword. Okay. Roll to attack. Uh, that is a 26. 26. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, that is 20 slashing damage. And ooh. And 31 radiant damage. Okay. As that happens, you watch the stone crack right down the middle. You watch as the fourth stone shattered, the pulsing light fades. You watch as two massive tentacles descend down on you. That's going to be a 25 and a 33. Yeah, those both hit. Be 62 points of bludgeoning damage, and you're knocked prone yet again. All right. Pick myself back up. Healing touch one more time. Okay. We are going to get this done. Um, that is 26 healing. Okay. I'm going to look over at the last rock. I'm going to cast right behind it another fifth level fireball. Okay. Which automatically fails because it's inert. Correct. Go ahead and roll damage. It will take 40 fire damage. <laughs> Cracks and shatters. You watch as that final streak of light fades. And you watch as the seaweed tendrils 
You feel the current of the water shift as another tentacle goes to slam you as you stare at this thing. Uh, twenty-eight. All right, that is. It's going to be thirty-one points of bludgeoning damage. And knocks you prone five feet from the center mass where the tendrils of seaweed. And there, about a five-foot diameter globule of yellow and orangish kind of egg-shaped energy, gelatinous in appearance. And as you look up at it, you can see something in some kind of larval state kind of move inside of it, jerk to the reaction of the seaweed's tendrils coming off of it. And there's something living inside this thing. All right, I'm going to swim over to it. Okay. I'm going to swim towards it. You're a couple feet away from it. All right. Get closer to it. You're now standing right alongside of it. I'm going to grip it with both hands. Okay. And right as I grip, grip it with both hands, I'm going to cast Dimension Door. So you reach down, and just as you do, this huge, massive beak opens up nearby. And as you disappear, <coughs> for those of you back on the ship, as you finish the ritual or the effects of this spell, Fire. An hour? Yeah. So the full okay. hour goes by, all of you holding your breath. Well, my, my. Maybe he's going to stick around a little bit longer. <laughs> Good work, my dear. You watch as the tendril okay. of light comes back in the direction of Oswald's body. You watch his bones kind of rejoin. His wounds begin to close up. His jaw reconnects. His eye, eye socket reforms. After a few minutes of his body kind of coalescing back into its self. So, this is where it gets a little weird for you, Oswald. I need fire. Want to make sure I'm doing this right. Is yep. it, it is the chart I believe I want to use. Okay. Because you did, what did you do? You did... Um, raise dead. Raise dead, right? Yeah. But it's provided that it's been dead no longer than 10 days. Right. He sounds so concerned. Is he going to come back as something weird? He might come back as something weird. I mean, no. I think what I need to have you roll on, if I'm not... Yep, I think this is the one I need you to roll on. Okay. Give me one second. I'm going to pick a fresh d20. Nope, I need you to roll d100, please. Oh, I think I have a D1. Are you ready? Percent, percentile dice will work too. Yeah. All right. You're Percent. never good. Oh, fudge nuggets. Okay. Mm. 61. <laughs> As you watch, two things very strange happen. 
Okay. Oswald is breathing. His eyes aren't quite open yet, but his skin takes on a strange pallor. You've never seen this coloration before. He's always been like an ashen gray, almost like a pinkish suntan kind of brown coloration. Okay. Then you watch as his form shrinks. It's smaller. Uh-oh. You watch as his feet get furry and distended. You watch Uh-oh. as his chest kind of kind of gets a slightly broader and um, takes on the shape of a smaller person. Uh-huh. All of you are watching as Oswald has been changed into a halfling. And in the very center of his chest... You can see a very small orange and yellow globule emblazoned in his chest. Something kind of swimming in it, forming and moving around. Oswald, as you begin to come to consciousness, just barely, the pain of a thousand deaths kind of leave your body. For the first time, you take a breath of free air, the air of someone no longer cursed. Your eyes open, you're staring down at your halfling feet, the realization of your halfling self. Looking around, you can barely move, sore from the entire situation. You just hear a voice in your head. I will change everything now. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, everybody. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we will be back in about uh, five minutes. Thanks. We'll be right back. Yes. It is Lily. <laughs> it's a cool yeah. octopus. Lily. The if octopus. you scroll back, you can see her. Feet. Sorry about that, everyone. I really had to go potty because, you know, when you're, huh. you okay. know, when you're mid backstory arc, it's always, you know, Helps focus and keep the thought process of having to go potty off. But, you know, I'm back. We're all back. Um, So all of you are back on the ship. Uh, The storm is easing a bit, but it's still a storm. Um, All of you are now staring down at a very three points exhaustion Oswald, who you can see that for the most part, he's wearing the tattered remains of oversized clothing. The clothing he was wearing before definitely do not fit him, which kind of causes the upper portion of his clothing to fall away. Revealing, revealing this strange orb encased into the very center of his chest. Um, I'm going to poke that and say, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. Did you have that already? Before she can poke it, can I, like, bring up my hand and stop her? Oh, with disadvantage. I'm not, I'm not touching it. I'm just, poke, like, point, okay, pointing at it. You said poking. There's a difference. That is very true. <laughs> I'm going to point at it and say, I didn't do that. Did you have that before? That wasn't me. Right, I'm not going to stop her. But, gonna... but you, <sighs> might, you might be a little shorter than you were before. I was an angel. And I'm going to pass it out. That's what happens when you die. So, Tobias, you see Oswald is back, sort of, whatever he is. Um, Not Oswald. He's he's a bit closer to your size now, just a bit more stout 
bit more broad in the shoulder. But all of you equally notice the one main thing about him when he passes out is the pallor of his skin. That is quite distinct for all of you. Um, he's now kind of breathing in kind of a semi-comatose state from the ordeal. I'm, I'm okay, so he's passed out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna scratch him and I'm gonna see if it bleeds. You scratch him, you watch his blood, regular, half. Oh my god, he's bleeding! What the heck? I didn't do that. That wait, I did that. Oh my god, I am so good. Like alive, alive. He's alive, alive. I brought him back to alive. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that I could make hollowed go. Boy, I am so good. <laughs> He's a half. One. Okay, so is he like still <laughs> dying? Should we heal him more? Is he okay? Now he's well, now he's just like tired. Authentic faith. Okay. He's not dying. He has all of his limbs, right? He has one hit point. Right, but he has all of his limbs. He's at one hit point. <laughs> he's got all of his limbs, all of his appendages, and everything's there, okay. but. Okay. He's essentially at one hit point, three points of exhaustion. This is a major uh, ordeal that he just went through. Okay, I'm tired too. Just say, I'm tired too. <laughs> okay, do you want? Could I could I cast healing spirit? What is it? I'm just gonna do channel divinity. Yeah, get him up to half hit points. Okay. Channel divinity. You got channel divinity. Okay. I wonder just, how many hit points he has now. I don't know, but it's up to 55, but it can only take him to half. What's wrong with this? Thing? How many is that, Oswald? Oswald. Not Oswald. Not Oswald? Oh, there we go. At least slapping his face. Hey, Oswald. Oswald. <laughs> I, I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, he's, I know. A, he's, he's, <laughs> he's out. Aiden, as the player of Oswald, yes, yes. What do you want? Is half your hit points? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, that's thirty-two. Okay, so you get thirty-two hit points back. Cool. Cool. Anybody else down? Because I can give some more to others. I don't think any of us we are done anything today. None of us did anything. I don't think it was For just Oswald and Sam. So is the storm still there? It's yeah. still there, but it's gradually dissipating into a more normal storm. The cyclonic effect is pretty much gone, and it's rolling out. The wind is still there. It's kind of, it's still, it feel, it's beginning to feel more like a normal storm. Okay. So is he awake now that he's, uh, no, he his hit points back? Probably looks less. No, he's well. still out cold. I am going to do greater restoration takes... Exhaustion. Um, you reduce it by one. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to cast. Ugh, I can only do it once more. Um, so I'm going to cast Greater Restoration as well. Okay. That takes one point of his exhaustion off. Correct. He still has two points. He's still unconscious. Yeah. I will pick him up and I will carry him to his bed. Okay. Making sure mm. to keep his clothes like draped over him he's, in a modest fashion. He, he supply. Oh man, I'm sorry. He's surprisingly heavier. Oh, man. Dude, he's got to lay off the sandwiches. The halfling. How heavy can he be? <laughs> well, here, hold him. I'm going to pass him to Sam. Teddy, I will hold him. You kind of teddy bear, toss him over to Sam. Sam, you 
yeah, he's it, when he when he originally jumped on your back to fly him out into the storm. He was yeah, he was much lighter than this. <clears throat> he's definitely got more of a denseness to his form. Right? I mean, gee, he's like he's like thick. I mean, he was always thick in the head, but now he's thick in the body too. So, all right, hand him here, and I'll uh, I'll take him down to his room. Don't hobbit. I want to, can I, before we <laughs> when he lays down, I don't I don't want to touch the weird orb in his chest. But can I look at it? Can I do like a sure, nature give, check? Or uh, give me give me investigation. I want to poke An it. Investigation check. All right, please hold. I'm, I'm gonna poke it too. Okay. So as he's lying on the bed, um, uh, Samara, Tobias, and Fire, you're kind of all participating in this. Uh, mm -hmm. Asborn, Samara, what are you two doing? Mara. Asborn and Mara. Or Asborn and Mara. Like standing off to the side with Albin. Like, this is all not great. Okay. I'm just very confused. Okay. That's so, Tobias, sure. you begin to poke at it. Fire, you begin to poke at it. Not not like super bad. Just right, Samara, so you're kind of like. I got a sixteen. Sixteen. Is it slimy. I mean, it's glowy. I want to touch it. It's definitely has a slight effervescence to it. It's a mix Ooh, of God. yellow and oranges. And as the two of you just kind of gently tap it, and Samara, as you get closer, all three of you see something very small move inside of it, and kind of swim and wiggle around and kind of disappear. Oh out of the edge of the orb and then swims back up. There's something definitely inside of it. Ew. And it's like yeah. inside his chest, like Iron Man. Yeah, it would be very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, okay. He's got an arc reactor. Just a squid this, instead. This, a squid this, reactor. I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't do that. But I mean, it wasn't me. It's like a hamster on a wheel, but a squid. Hey, uh, <laughs> This isn't the strangest thing I've seen Sigurd do, so nothing. I mean, he's shoved a whole. Nothing surprises me bottle. when it comes to him. That's true. It's very true. When I saw the fur growing on his feet, I was praying, mouse folk, mouse folk. But it didn't happen. I was hoping tabaxi, you know. I was hoping for a ninety-seven or. Or higher for tiefling. <laughs> but I, I gotta admit, a 43 through 52 coming back as a gnome, that would have been very um I wish. Ironic. I wish. Well, he's an he's a halfling. I'm gonna call him a gnome. <laughs> Just saying. Is he at the perfect height for me to rest my elbow on his head? Probably. 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 Are three feet perfect. Tall. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm I gonna go like... back up and get us back on track with the other ships. Okay. I'm still intrigued by this thing. It, could I do like a nature check or a religion check to know what it is, or if I recognize it from anything? Give me a nature me check. I want to help her. Okay, give me nature with advantage. <laughs> Try and pull advantage. it out. Put my notes here. That is my nature. <laughs> Dang it. Stop What'd you get? The advantage is 18. 18. You definitely have never seen anything like this other than something that could be uh, a potential egg with a larval state inside of it. Um, 
but you've never really heard of anything. It's definitely an organic matter. It's it it, it has tangible surface to it. You can touch it. Um, it's definitely real, but not familiar it, to you. Does it feel cold or warm? Um, it feels the same temperature as Oswald's skin. You know, a little clammy but warm. Weird. Stand by my gift comments. Oh. <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't have Discord open. I haven't looked at the gifts. Well, yeah. Ew. Okay, so I guess, you know, we'll just have him rest. Maybe one of us should sit just in case when he wakes up, we know, so we can... I'll stay with him. him about what happened. I'll stay with him. <laughs> Let me know when you need a break. I'll bring my book down and just chill. Okay. I can do a shift too. Might want to start him in his pants. <laughs> yeah. So, as Samara leaves to head back upstairs, um, you're left alone in this room. It's Oswald's room. So he's his halfling forms, you know, kind of strewn out on the bed with covers over him and in a deep sleep, sleeping um, normally for once, if normal could be a way of sleeping. Um, this is weird. He's breathing. You're kind of like sitting in a chair watching him. Then you watch as the traveler appears at the foot of the bed, kind of looks at you and goes, well, I must say I'm intrigued. I mean, I was amazed that you were able to bring him back, but a halfling, you do have a sick sense of humor. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> Well, I don't know he'll appreciate it, but... And look at that thing in his chest. What do you suppose that is? I don't know, but there's something in it that wiggles. Really? Let me see. You watch as he leans over. Oh, well, that's just fucking strange. Why would that happen? I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Maybe he'll shit frogs now. You never know. (laughs) That would be so funny. Well, you know, joke. Amongst or friends. what if he pukes them up? Would you like me to teach you a spell how to do that? Yes. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? That would be so funny. Pull out your <laughs> journal and write these okay. words down, dear. So, okay. And he begins to describe a cantrip for you uh, mm-hmm. called Summon Illusion, where for up to a minute, you can summon the illusionary effect on a willing or unwilling target. Quite small, can't be much larger than maybe a foot in diameter. (laughs) So, remember, dear, when you use that, the purpose is to make people laugh. You know what I mean? I do. Good. Good. I love a good laugh. Now, must be on my way. Busy body that I am. And then he kind of like, kind of fades off the edge of the bed. So morning eventually turns into afternoon, um, which eventually causes the storm to dissipate. Can I see it out the window? Yeah, looking out the window is just, just all drifting, broken apart. No real center to hold it together anymore. The ships are 
maintaining their course for the rest of this journey. Um, afternoon is slowly about to turn into early evening. Anything else you guys want to do for this particular part of the journey? Um, I want to rest because I'm exhausted too. Okay. So you take the time to... I'm just, you know, watching him and resting. Okay. I'm making sure that I double up the watches. Okay. Tobias, at oh. some point you do see a flag that kind of gets run up one of the lines. Um, it does uh, communicate to you and your crew that um, just before evening, there will be a change of course. And then another flag comes up and it's describing how the fleet's going to get a little bit tighter together and Captain Alabaster will be coming over in the evening. Okay. I tell the ship's cook to make sure there's something edible on the table. And... Right, Captain, I'll do my best. Kind of scratching his ass as he runs down below deck. Excuse me. Yeah. Hey! What? Cap? Yes? Better wash your hand before you start cooking. Oh, I don't wash with that hand. I, Or I don't cook with that hand. I cook with my other hand. Uh-huh. And he's like picking his nose. The other hand. Yeah. Ew. Anybody gets sick <laughs> off that food, somebody's going to get lashed. <laughs> oh, Captain, I'll get right to it. He goes running back down below. Find a booger in my meal. <laughs> Gross. With a change um, cooks when I, you get back. I send Pepper to just fly up around the ship occasionally on Hornets if anything else is on its way. Sure, fair enough. Have uh, Pepper go ahead and give me a uh, perception check. And I believe it's with advantage, correct? Yep. Yeah, thank goodness it's with advantage. Uh, it's a dirty 20. Okay. Um, Pepper's gone for maybe about 15 or 20 minutes. He comes back, um, lands on your shoulder. Nothing to report. Looks like clear sailing for uh, so far. And then he launches off your shoulder to do another continuation of keeping an eye on things. Um, I'm going to practice getting into my bear form and I'm going to ask Albin to come spar. Yeah. In our, uh, the two of you form. find a clear area of the deck. Some of the crew kind of staring at you strangely because the minute that you say that to Albin, he gets a wicked smile on his face and immediately <laughs> transforms into his lion self. Um, Man, I that kind of maneuvers over to the far side of the clear area. Yeah. Focus on who you are and who you want to be. Okay. Can I try to just turn my left hand into a paw? Because I'd seen Albin do that before. As you focus on that, Give me a constitution check. 
that's not good. That's a nine. Yeah, it starts to form, and then your entire arm and part of your face, and then you... Oh, dear, that's... Uh, that takes a great deal of practice to do that. I've been this way my whole life. So right now it's all or nothing? Well, for now, we could practice that. I could show you how you can concentrate on that, and it will be possible. But for now, let us practice our true forms. I'll try to go true bear. All bears. <laughs> Standing at least two feet taller than Albin at your full nine, ten foot height, him roughly six, seven feet. He just kind of, uh, it's so hot. And then you guys just begin to spend the rest of the late afternoon kind of sparring, practicing. He's helping you understand, you know, maneuvering in this large form. You're twice your size as you were before. So be mindful of the space that you take up. Um, so he, am I going to like move around like a human that just looks like a bear or am I going to be like on all fours? How does, I don't know your, how so your, your, your body is transformed up to a point fur musculature but still humanoid in appearance with the um the akutama of a bear right it's mostly your head and shoulders that takes on the full bear form so all of your i i've got it all written out i just need to send it to you because i keep forgetting to um but basically as a wear uh bear in the totem of the grizzly this is going to be added to your a, you know, this is a custom feat that's being added to your list. Um, you fight, you're essentially fighting as a grizzly bear, but with human kind of uh, abilities and bear abilities and proportionally fighting in similar fashion. Okay. And we'll say you and Alvin spend a solid hour or so sparring and practicing and kind of learning from him and him learning from you. And an equal pace. Uh, Fire, you've drifted off into a slight nap. Um, Tobias, you're at the helm, yeah, keeping things nap. under control. Oh, yeah, yep. cat nap. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, Asborn, been pretty much on your own for the most part. Um, it would seem Oswald is now a halfling. Um, the fleet still cracks me up every time. <laughs> the fleet is down one ship. The continued pursuit of this strange location. It's been an interesting couple days for you. Hello, can you hear me? Now I yes. can. Oh, okay, I was speaking. So. Yes. Interesting couple days. Yeah. Now, early evening, all of you are up on the common deck. Tobias, you've handed off the helm to one of uh, the bosons that you have that serves you. Um, all of you are in the common deck, including a very exhausted but jovial, happily married couple that appear last. As all of you are there, the last person to come slinking up into the common space is a now, well, interesting-looking Oswald, which I'll have to do an avatar change for him um, eventually. Um, he is wearing... 
his old Oswald clothes, but they've been kind of torn and tied off and kind of mimicked into smaller sizes as the stout halfling with the familiar voice of Oswald comes and joins the rest of you. Still quite tired, a couple points of exhaustion that still need to be worked off, but for the most part, Oswald joins you as well. As all of you watch as the food is being brought out and trays and bowls and platters of food coming out. Um, Captain Alabaster is on his way. You guys are all sitting there. What would you like to do? Hey, Oswald. How you feeling? What the hell happened to you, Oswald? Are you awake, Bobby? That's good. You jumped off of me. I did. What happened? I jumped off of you. Yo, why? What? Do the do the do your real voice? Yeah, I jumped off of you. (laughs) 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 I love it. I love it. We represent the lollipop. I might have something that fits you. Certain death. I needed to go talk to someone about something. Okay, I think we deserve more than that. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. Os- Oswald Sig- Sig- Sigwald and his Yeah, what, what do we call you? Is, are you still alive? Fire brought you back from death. You're now alive. What? Well, alive, alive. I scratched you and you bled. I'm luck over. I'm alive. And you have a little wiggly thing in your chest. Did you see that? Oh, right. shit. <laughs> I'm going to look down. <laughs> I mean, you recognize, I mean, you recognize what it is, Oswald. It's what you had the encounter with. It both feels a little bit real and unreal, but there. I'm just gonna. Why is it in my chest? Why? Why is it in my chest? What is it? We're hoping you could tell us. It's an I, egg. It's an egg. Are you going to hatch? I hope Why not. Egg? Where's Ripley? <laughs> What's inside? <laughs> it? What happens when it gets bigger? I don't know. That You're gonna be a dad. You're going to be a daddy. I don't want this thing to hatch me. It's a kraken. It's a kraken? A kraken? (laughs) Why do you have a kraken in your chest? Can we kill it? You see, I jumped down into the water. Yeah, and died. Died, had an antibody experience. And died. Had a conversation with with the storm lord for a bit. When you died. I died. Like, Like chatted with the god? Yeah, I chatted with a god for a bit. Don't worry, I've done it before. Cool. And he I mean, I do it all the time, so... He told me to go steal a Kraken egg, which I did. You stole a Kraken egg. You just did it. With what body? Um, you stole Uh, a Kraken egg. That Kraken... Then I asked for a body from him, and that's... I got turned into an angel for a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you went from an angel to a halfling. <laughs> I thought that was a surprise. <laughs> hey, you gotta have a new name. How about Buster? Buster Kraken. Oh. <laughs> That's a good hobbit name. I think we should just call him Crack. I'm going to go eat now. <laughs> Wait, no, but like, what is your name now? For real. Just call me Oswald. It's fine with that. Um, Oz Crack Word. Oz Crack Weird. Mm. Uh, by the way, the Kraken. By the way, fire, not the damper on your yeah. uh, accomplishment. You did bring me back to life, but the reason that I'm whole now is more what I did in a, in a, in a sort of way. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, you're still not dead. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, I guess you have to, now you have to stay alive. You're not used to that. I know. You will, it, hey, but at least he won't pop up as one of those fish people if he dies again. Yeah. No, I'll just be dead dead. That's okay. <laughs> Are you saying sure? it's okay if you're dead? No, I mean, I would probably bring him back. We're, gl- we're glad to have you back, buddy. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't get eaten by a dragon turtle again. Although we found your leg on the other one, if they'd have swam by your leg and they'd have brought it back, I might, I mean, eventually have been able to bring you back like that. Hopefully mommy won't come looking for her egg. Yeah, I was thinking that too. We are in the middle of the ocean and the Kraken could be down there and it could be coming after us because you have its baby in your chest. I do. I'm just wondering how long Kraken eggs take to incubate, how long we have before that thing hatches. Oh, he'll probably be dead before it hatches. They, they, you know, I'm sure they take a long. We gotta go find the strong lord again. I gotta go give this to him. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's how it works. That'd be good. Looks like he gave it to you. (laughs) I didn't think he he meant to give it to me. I think I, I just picked it up and it... Hey, it seems like he's got a sense of humor. I gotta meet that guy sometime. It kind of looks I'm, like he got a little friendly with a crack in room, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty sure if you <laughs> met him, he'd probably strike you in half with a lightning bolt, so maybe that is me? good. No, yes, it's you. not you. It's me. Yeah, you. Yeah, no, you yeah. still do it. I'm you fascinating. Are. No, you're that annoying. No, I'm not. He'd love me. Get over no, no. it. Just because he hates you. Probably Eat your glop. I'm eating my I would check it for boogers, too. I saw the cook. (laughs) Which is the mean, Tobias. (laughs) If we need to get a new cook. Tobias, do we need to get a new cook? Yes. He scratched his ass and he picked his nose. What do you you think? Do you think we need a new cook? I think so. Is the cook around? Can we see him? I mean, the mouse drunk. Well, no, what he's he back. Saying? He's back in the he's kitchen. I mean, the, the other uh, swabbies are kind of bringing. You know, the other <laughs> sailors are bringing the trays out. The ones that aren't on duty right now. The okay. gunner's deck is being managed. The main deck is being managed. I mean, you know, the ships are twenty four seven 
process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, so not Sigurd Oswald. We need to find you new clothes. I, I got some he can use. <laughs> Ooh, the smoking jacket. I think you should put the smoking jacket on him. <laughs> no, I got I got a pink pirate outfit with black trim. It'll look great on him. What about the suit that you wore to Mara's wedding? Oh, that was a hey, nice that's suit. That's nice. I'm, stay, I'm keeping nice that for, for special occasions. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, it was very dapper and it looks so good on you. I got a couple different ones. I don't know if they'll fit him or not. I'm kind of smaller than him, even though he's a halfling. Yeah, he's a little. We can let the pants head. out a lot, apparently. They could just be highwaters on him. From what I can see. He's a foot taller than you, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. As long as I'm taller than him. We wait wait until until Captain Alabaster gets here. I'm going to ruffle, not Sigurd Oswald's head, you know, hair, and go, oh, you're just so cute now. Did you guys tuck in? Slight, Go ahead. I'm going to give him a slight punch on the shoulder and say, stop doing stupid things. And then walk off to go find... Um, and I'm going to call after Sam. I don't think that's possible. Are you looking for Samara? I'm looking for um, Albin. Albin's at the table with you. Albin. Have a word, please. Uh, yes. Uh, and it's like half a piece of meat. <laughs> Um, um, in private. I mean, it doesn't have to be in private. I I have some objects that I'd like you to look at and see if you could maybe uh, help. Uh, oh, well, I can try. I'm not as good as the uh, Kamazai is, but I can try. And I'm going to show him the two uh, robot butlers that I have. Why? Gearworks. I haven't seen these things in quite some time. Where did you find these? Uh, in our travels, we, we came across them and thought they seemed interesting, but I, I can't seem to make them work. Well, I mean, you'd have to be quite a skilled artificer to be able to pull that off. I mean, these are homoculus creatures. They can be built, infused with magics, and bound to their masters. Um, it can do specialized things, but this is this is old work, very old work. This one appears to be a hodgepodge of parts and joints. This one seems ancient, old brass fittings, old copper work. This is not typically the work that you see most of the time. Um, it would work. Well, it could work. I mean, I've never tried anything this advanced before, but I don't know if I have the ability to bind it to you, but perhaps I could teach you some of the basics of allowing us to maybe work it out together, but I'm not sure, actually, but it's worth a try. Maybe just think on it then. Um, I, I figured, since you helped me out with the inks, that maybe you'd be able to go out with these as well. I've been carrying them around. I feel like they're going to come in handy, but I just... I haven't figured well, out. I have, I have a, a, a workstation that I've brought with me. It's a portable one. 
Can I borrow them for an evening? Certainly. He kind of picks them up and goes, yeah, if you don't mind, I um, will leave Captain Alabaster to you and your friends. I'm going to go below and take a look at these things, if that's okay with you. That's, yeah, fine. Oh, no, you were talking tomorrow. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Is Mara muted? No, Mara. sorry. There she is. Alvin picks up the two uh, gear work items and looks at you and goes, Dear, if you don't mind, I'd like to go look at these. I'll leave Captain T- Alabaster to you and your friends. Yeah, give him a kiss. Have fun. Okay. Kind of with a smile on his face. Now, what shall we try with you two? And he kind of disappears and one of the things that you've always admired about Albin is he does seem to be a natural tinkerer. He does like mechanical things, anything that can help and aid the family and the agency of the order to accomplish their tasks. He's often examining and working on. As you watch him pass through the entry door out down into the stairwell, immediately the massive form of Captain Alabaster in his Tabaxi wildness with his gear and belt and uh, cutlasses on either side, his brace of pistols, his big flourishing hat. Well, it's certainly good that all of you are okay. And his gaze kind of falls on Oswald. Who's this? I don't remember there being a halfling among you. I mean, I imagine maybe he's a member of the crew, but... um, I don't. That, that's not Oswald. I mean, it's Oswald, but it's not Oswald. Who's not Sigurd, but is Sigurd. It's complicated. <laughs> Fire, I can never really tell when you're joking or serious. You just give a big toothy grin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are an interesting person. Tabaxi. Crewman. Well, anyways. Ah, uh, can I join you for a supper? Yes. Yes, we had the cook make something fabulously tasty. Oh, well, that's good. I like tasty. He sits down on one of the bench seating right across from Tobias and in between Fire and Asborn. Uh, Samar and Mara, you're kind of on the other side as well. He kind of puts his two hands together on the table and, oh, well, this looks amazing. He stabs a thin slice of meat and throws it into his mouth. Hmm. This is... This is good. Um, pulls out a long hair. But anyways. Ah, that's it. <laughs> Wait, was that one of mine? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Grab my tail. It's fine. It happens Sorry. all the was time. Was it kinky? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm clipping that. I'm going to clip it. <laughs> I'm going to clip it, and I'm putting it on Twitter. Damn, sir. <laughs> I finally get to lash somebody. It's going to be our cook. <laughs> it's supposed to go off perfect without a hitch. When our guest gets up. Don't lash the cook. The food will get worse. <laughs> can it get worse, though? Yeah. <laughs> can it get worse? So, I mean, I could just create food and water, but it'd be very bland. Yeah, but we wouldn't die. We're not going to die from this. See, boogers and butt hair or... Bland food. I'll take bland food. Okay. Okay. I mean, 
I pour a Captain Alabaster a drink. Yeah. <laughs> a strong one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to cast, wait, 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 wait. He drinks I'm going to cast, I'm going to cast detect poison and disease on the food. <laughs> the food's fine. I mean, you cast it. Everything seems fine. I mean, for the most part, uh, just. Tobias, can, the food's not, it's not, yeah. it's not going to make you sick. It's fine. It's, as far as you can mm-hmm. tell, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. The captain kind of watches this exchange and puts another, like, puts a, a mouthful of potatoes in his mouth. Uh, is there something wrong with the food? No, Tobias is just being silly. Oh. Now I'm going to start eating. Okay. Anyways, uh, I received a message um, from Port. Um, it would appear that all communication with Darktoe has gone dark. Uh, silent. I uh, don't mean to use two descriptive words at the same time, but uh, it would appear that once we get to our first destination, we are to meet with some additional ships and, and make our way towards Darktoe to figure out what is going on. Reports of a massive five-headed creature um, have been confirmed, although the description is quite, well, I just don't believe it. I can't imagine... Anything uh, actually? What does it, uh, it look like? like uh, what's it look like? Undead I mean, Hydra. Undead Hydra. Well, come <laughs> to, on the nose, guys. Come, <laughs> come to think of it, how did you know? How, we got, we uh, heard some we, other folks talking about it. it yeah, was, uh, we kind of uh, unleashed it on accident. Ooh, I mean, we're, we're going to take care of it as soon as we get there. You unleashed it on I, Tobias. Are you doing more jokes? No. Nah. I don't joke. No, he's a, he's quite the joker. Don't mind him. Um, give me Asborg, give me persuasion with advantage, please. Nice. I have a plus eleven. I can't fail this, right? Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> not, not twenty. Not twenty. Not nice. twenty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. <laughs> okay. You quickly extend your hand over Tobias's mouth. Hey, and you kind of, and then. Captain goes, oh, well, that makes sense. It is Tobias, after all. He's a bit of a law, isn't he? Anyways. um, I'm going to smile and nod, smile and nod. Evidently, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the message that I got, Zahefe's Uladon's flagship has gone missing. Oh, darn. Shucks, right? (laughs) (laughs) Except for one thing. He's the motherfucker that's supposed to pay us. Oh, man. So, can we get one less asshole in the world or getting paid? I don't know. It's a toss he up. wasn't. He wasn't on his ship, though, right? They don't believe so, but unfortunately, uh, okay. they've been having difficulties tracking him down to confirm the rumors that his flagship has either gone missing or possibly destroyed. Um, the location we're going to was the last known location of his flagship, and well. Um, Evidently, one of his master lieutenants, a uh, Captain Shulaman, was in charge of the ship. Mm. Uh, he stalled it. Do you know? I was just grumbling. You know, I don't know when to, when to believe you and not believe you, Tobias. You seem to know so much and know so little at the same time. Really? Well, I'll tell you what. When all this stuff comes to pass, you'll think of me different. Uh, well, no, I'll think of you as two and a half feet tall, but yes, you could be right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> he smiles. Um, oh, you can dish it, but you can't take it. I'm just kidding, Tobias. And he kind of like clinks your drink and then quaffs some more. I dishing anything out. Well, but... Some as, horrible cooking from my chef. Oh, well, it's not bad. Mine's not any better on, on my ship, the Blue Opal. I mean, you know, cooks Did you light yours on fire too? Oh. Can, can I ask you a question? Did I light my what? Nothing. Did I light it? What is wrong with you people? You seem insane. I've been By the way, where is... Oh, you mean... So... And then he kind of finally it dawns on him. He realizes... And he's looking at the halfling. And then while the halfling's eating, he looks at all of you. It's this Walt. I nod. Maybe. What did that happen? It was an accident. It wasn't an accident. He jumped off a fucking eagle. Turning into half leg didn't mean didn't mean for that to happen. Oh yeah, that part. Yeah. Well, anyways, I thought I'd deliver <laughs> the message. He kind of takes a couple of handfuls of bread, crams it in his pocket. Uh, it's been a wonderful meal. Uh, I I will send orders in the morning, but stay the course, Tobias. Good luck. Uh, and, Captain, uh, real quick, real quick before yes, you leave. Yes. Uh, what's the standard lashings? Like, is it 10 lashings usually? 20? We're not lashing people, Tobias. Tobias, that's kind of old-fashioned. We don't really do that. We just throw them in the brig. How's that do anything? Well. I thought you'd smarten them up with the whip. People don't like confinement. So, Anyways, it's been a real treat at the Madhouse. I'll talk to all of you later. He stands up, shaking his head, and begins to just kind of go back the way he came from, leaving <laughs> all of you kind of a bit gobsmacked as you're standing there watching him retreat through the doorway. You don't have to go. As fast as possible. He is booking it. You could stay. I think he thinks we're all crazy. We yeah, might be. I wonder why. We get into crazy situations. We're not crazy. No, I know, but then you talk about crazy situations. And then everybody sets up a liar around the table while everybody lies about me lying, which makes you all liars. Then just stop saying stuff like that to people. Sorry, sorry, Tobias. I mean, sorry, Captain Tobias, my best friend. I really appreciate (laughs) you. Oh, oh, Captain, my captain, forgive me so. That, that sounds really weird coming out of Asborn's mouth. Oh, Just saying. <laughs> so, 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 this food's really good. We don't want to, you know, like, make the cook mad. I, maybe I just touched it, let's put it that way. Maybe just, we can, we can, there's no diseases on it. You can eat it. It's I, fine. I picked through it looking for stuff. Uh, give me an investigation check. Here we go. Investigation. Cool. I think it's going to be a 28, but let me check. Yeah, a 28. Okay. You kind of pick through it. It seems, for the most part, fine. You do find, like, um, I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of picking through the potatoes and onions and, uh-huh. and vegetables. You find, like, a uh, like a piece of lint that somehow managed to get into the food and you kind of pull it out. But other than that, it seems okay. All I can think is of navel lint. <laughs> <laughs> you want to shit, right? 
So says, says the says the captain covered in fur very well. Right? I'm like, how much of my fur goes down my throat? It's perfectly fine. I cough up hairballs all the time. You'll live. Yeah, I see oh, you do, ladies and that. gentlemen. Giggity. Editing for Oh, I don't edit. No. No, this is a mature channel. It's all about the it's all about the giggities and the lulls. Yeah. I've cleaned so, up the curveball, so I know. I mean, you offered. I just didn't look, say look, no. Look, next time, next time, if you don't want to clean it up, don't offer. I'll clean it up this, myself. This is this is a check off on my bucket list. Okay. What? The captain's got to lash somebody. <sighs> Fine. If it's really that important to you, lash me. Don't lash the cap or the cook. Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, you didn't cook. Don't worry about it. Stop talking to the captain. Um, All right, Mara, done. you feel a familiar hand on your shoulder as Albin kind of leans into your ear. Um, dear, could you join me for a second? Of course. Uh, I follow him. Yeah, the two of you go back down into the quarters that you're sharing. Um, as you enter the quarters, you notice that there's a table set up with all the gear work all over the place. Um, one pile of gears off to the left, the other pile off to the right. You notice that he's been mostly fixating on the one that you recall Samara getting from the gentleman. And he pulls you over and he goes, where did she get this one from? Um, if I remember correctly, she got that from the gentleman. Ah, well, that makes sense. I've dispelled the scrying effect on it. Oh, mother. Oh, really? Yes, he's a clever one, that fucker. Shut up. Do you trust Ask. him? Well, needs to say my cover's been blown. Um, it's oh. probably only been active whenever you weren't at the compound. Uh, as scrying does not work at the compound. Sure. Interesting. Well, it's safe. To give back to Samara now. I recognized it when she presented to, to me at the table. That was my keen interest in getting it out of there as quickly as possible. Makes sense. So, with that, curious. Are we amongst people that we could trust. I know they were at the ceremony and close friends and close family were there as well. But beyond that, are these I mean, people that you can trust? We haven't been traveling together all of that long, but we've gotten into some pretty rough scrapes and they've had my back. So as far as I can, I do trust them. Well, that's... No, I just, I have to be honest with you, dear. Their behavior is a bit more chaotic than I expected, but I could see there's easy friendship there. But well, don't forget, I'm also a little chaotic, so. Well, yes, but Maybe you have a soft spot for it. Fair, fair point. I guess the one that worries me the most is the one that talks the least. What do you know about Miss Sinclair? 
not much at all, really. I mean, it was it was quite some time before we even knew she was a Sinclair, or, or a she, for that matter. As well, I could understand her need to keep her, well, her whereabouts um, a secret. When the Sinclairs travel, baggage also often pursues them. I just wasn't I aware that... Did you know her, her uncle was at our compound? No, I don't think so. Did she Ooh. know? I believe she did. She must have been told. I can't imagine her uncle being there without saying anything. Two of my agents reported that she was seen speaking with her uncle. I don't think she told us that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that little civil war goes on and we keep an eye on it. At, at some point, this will play out in the Morrow Valley somehow. I don't know how, but we'll keep an eye on it. But just know this. The Sinclairs are a very dangerous family indeed. Extremely wealthy and dangerous. Keep that in mind at times. Asborn, she seems worthy of a Sinclair name, of the old Sinclair name. I do know that her and her uncle have had a falling out with other members of the family because she does, well, she does hold the sway of the army, the Sinclair army. She is well known and well trusted. However, the council is held by her parents. They've been at odds ever since did her brother travel with you? For a brief time, yes. Interesting. You know where he went? Um, I, I believe he was on some sort of sort of convoy, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. But we know that the Sinclairs have been looking to establish a foothold over on the continent of Taldori, but I was not aware they were re ready to take that risk yet. I don't think I've heard that. I don't that. Mm, that doesn't sound familiar. Mm. Well, I just want to take a moment. Perhaps when we find things out in the greater world, we should pay a little more attention to what these things are. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's good that we have folks that can identify things. Ah. I'm still hungry. Shall we go finish our meal? Yes, of course. So the rest of you upstairs, after a few minutes, you watch as... Albin and Mara kind of come sit back down. Um, and he turns to her and goes, thank you, dear. The quickies are the best. Oh, my. Can I can I blush? Is that like a thing that Genasi can do? <laughs> I, I you mean, turn more blue. You can do deception blue. with uh, advantage. No, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, but, 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 but no. you kind of pick up on the vibe that he's saying that on purpose to kind of cover the conversation. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I'm okay with everyone seeing me blush, thinking that that's actually what happened. Right. So yeah, your cheeks kind of get a little flush as you purposely increase your body temperature for a moment. But all of you are back at the table. Um, early evening turns into the beginnings of late evening. The uh, deck patrols are changing. The gunnery is crewing down. Um, the night patrol is taking over for the most part. The storm at this point has completely dissipated. Um, any last minute things that you want to do before starting hey, the fifth um, day? 
Uh, hey, Tobias. Yeah. Can I borrow that gem of scry? Oh. Yeah. And I'm going to try and scry and qualish. Okay. Okay. Are you talking about the eye? Yeah. The one that was in the bag that Fortuna gave us. Did they give that back to me? They did. Has anyone checked that to make sure it's not, like, cursed? Yeah, they did. The The guy checked it at the compound. The commissar. Yeah, the commissar. commissar. Mm-hmm. Clar, her commissar. <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, it was it was okay. He took care of it. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to try. Why do you want to do that? I want to see where he is. Curiosity killed the cat. Oh, hopefully it doesn't kill me. Which one are you looking for? There's, you know, there's more than one of them. I don't know. Whatever the flippy's called, Qualish Prime. I don't know. <laughs> the original one. Okay. The uh, one with the goggles and uh, the go, and I'll the go, box around his neck. I'll go with you. Now stand by. And make sure that you know. I don't die. Nothing happens to you. Are okay. you doing it here, or are you going somewhere else? I will we'll do it in our quarters, but I'm going to cast, um, what is it, uh, Death Ward on me first. Okay. Fair enough. And then I'm going to cast Scry with the gem. So the two of you are going down to your quarters, do- correct? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And then I'm going to ask if the guys if any of them want to come to Okay. You guys want to come too? I'm gonna go outside with uh, okay, with Oswald, not Oswald. Not Oswald. So Asborn and Oswald head up to the main deck of the ship. So Mara and Mara, what are you doing as you're watching Tobias and Fire getting ready to head down? Um, I think I think I'll tag along. Okay, I'll I'll get you back in our room later. Yeah. Uh, yes, dear. I'm enjoying the steak, but yes, I'll be right here. Okay. Samara, what are you doing? I said I was following as well. Okay. So Samara, Mara, and Fire Tobias heading down to Fire's quarters. And Fire, you're going to attempt scry on Qualish. Asborn and Oswald, the two of you watch as the other portion of your group head down into the quarter section. Um, Alban is finishing up his meal. A couple other sailors come in and sit down. They all seem to be talking in a very casual fashion. You and Oswald are now up on the main deck of the ship. Uh, the full evening is is here. That kind of fresh post-storm effect is here. The clean nature of the air, the breeze is still there. What are you two doing? I'm going to have my back turned to him, or her, and I'm going to say out loud, I know what you're here for. I know exactly what you want to do. Do it. I won't let you'll have to catch me first, fool. Just do it. I'm gonna sprint as far fast as possible oh, away from yeah. her. Yeah. Your legs are short now. You can't run properly. I'm gonna I'm gonna chase after. Just do it. I'll make it quick. <laughs> so so you're now chasing Oswald on the deck of the ship? Yes. Okay. Um, both of you give me acrobatics, please. 
Oh no, Why? I'm, not, I'm not very new, good at The this. new halfling dexterity? You're uh-huh. lucky. A 14. I got a 16, the new halfling dexterity. The two of you continue to, ch- you continue to chase him, Asborn, and just as you're about to grab, you hear him laugh and kind of dip away from you. And he keeps going, right? He's just going. He slides over a crate. You leap over the crate. Both of you give me acrobatics again, please. Stop running. No. <laughs> 23. No, I got a non-natural 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> you watch at the last minute, not quite used to his new form. He slips into a, on an area that's being cleaned by one of the sailors. Soap and water. Didn't see it. Slips, lands on the ground, and you're now hovering over the prone form of of Oswald. Cast enlarge reduce. Okay. Do it. <laughs> Are you trying to make him small or large or? I want him to make me large. Oh. I'm gonna look, look up at him. I look up at her. <sighs> this is for science. Just do it. All right, I cast it. Okay. You watch. She gets bigger. I am going to put him in my palm, and I'm going to chuck him like a football. <laughs> Please, man. <laughs> Where? Where are you going to throw him to? At the at the top of the crow's nest. Yeah, this is going to end so poorly. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and give me athletics. Okay, you guys, he still only has 33 hit points. 18 yeah, plus 12, 30. 30. You're now soaring up towards the crow's nest, and you see a look of shock and surprise <laughs> on the watch. There's somebody in the crow's nest. You're oh aimed God. for it perfectly. Go ahead and give me acrobatics with advantage. I mean, it's just right there. Isn't he still exhausted? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so now it's normal because exhaustion. Correct. Uh, 17. 17. <laughs> You grab onto the edge of it and you pull your curly little haired face up and the watchman, a um, thin kind of gaunt looking uh, human sailor, sees you, kind of looks at you, goes, um, uh, what are you, what are you doing up here? Is you, and he begins to help you into the crow's nest and the two of you just kind of plunk under the ground. You can hear the echoing laughter of Asborn's like little female laugh kind of echoing up from her enlarged self. Um, so for the four of you heading down, well, is there anything you want to do first, Oswald? I'm going to look down from the crow's nest. I'm going to shout at her. That was the one and only time. <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> so for the rest of you in Fire's Quarters, you... Mm-hmm. Kind of like, come in, sit down. There's a couple spare chairs, but Mara, you quickly grab one from your room, and Samara, you grab you grab one from your room. Um, you watch as Fire sits crisscross applesauce on the bed, places the scrying item in her lap. Um, all three of you are watching her beginning to cast that familiar incantation. Now, because you've met him and you're familiar with him, um, you and the one with the goggles and the box. Fair enough. You stare at this glass orb in your lap, and you're watching as the effervescence of the magic kind of pours out, kind of buffets into your face, and you feel your third eye get pulled 
up through the ceiling out to where you're floating above the ship. And then immediately you begin to plunge in the very direction you've been traveling on the ship towards the deepest portion of the Lucidian Sea. Your third eye kind of like travels and looks and travels and looks. There is a strange island here. You begin to float down towards it. This island doesn't look natural at all. Give me a perception check, please. Eighteen. Eighteen. Kind of sit there, you hover closer, and as you begin to get closer to it, you begin to realize that it's made up of moving creatures. It's a massive two, three square mile island made up of those fiends that you and your friends had just recently encountered on the Crimson Mouse. They're crawling all over each other, um, kind of ripping and snapping at each other. And you watch as a group of about 20 fall into the sea. And you can see like a wake kind of dissipate. And then you watch as that group kind of just gets away from the island and just disappears into nothing. You sit there and you watch at the very center of this bizarre place. There's a, there's, there's like this faint glowing connection with the one that you're scrying and you zip over and you're now hovering right above it. As you look down, you can see what appears to be Qualish, but it's moving kind of funny and you kind of sit and hover over it. Give me an investigation check, please. Not as great at investigation. Twelve. Twelve. You feel, you hear a familiar voice, but it sounds very different. <laughs> this one will be perfect. You watch as the hand dips down, pulls up like a needle and like metallic thread. <laughs> She'll be happy. You'll be happy and the pain will stop. The pain will stop. <laughs> and as your eye kind of floats, you can see the disjointed kind of grayish flesh barely hanging off the gnome, gnome arm as he's working on one of those fiend constructs. You see his feet are clad in leg irons and they're attached to one of the largest creatures you've ever seen. It's sitting on a bed of rocks. It well, give me a history check. See if you can recognize it. Twelve. Twelve. It's not familiar in the sense of what it kind it is, but as it lounges on these huge rocks that all these other creatures are kind of attached to and moving and snapping at each other. It sits, even sitting, it's 20 feet tall. It's probably the largest undead giant you've ever seen. Its skeletal visage and form, the chains lead from this weird um, uh, corrupted version of Qualish back to where they're attached to the giant, like actually attached to its bones. And you watch as this Qualish turns and it just hesitates for a moment, looks around, 
and then shrugs its shoulders and goes back and waddles over to a pile of uh, many different corpses. Reaches in, pulls out a leg, goes back over to the table, goes back to sewing this leg onto something. He then walks over to a bucket filled with like a reddish um, effervescent like energy. He reaches into it, pulls out a, a globule of something, jams it into the creature. You watch as the creature begins to twitch. It gesticulates its arms and begins and you watch as it rolls off the table and the qualish turns a different direction to another pile. The qualish that you remember didn't look anything like this. There are lacerations. One eye is missing and completely gone. It's just a hollow eye socket. Part of his jaw is swollen, his lip cut and stapled back together. You can see stitches along his wrist like his hands have been reassembled. You can hear the clank of the chains. And as all this plays out, this mad island with Qualish attached to it, this lumbering, watching sentinel of an undead giant just staring at the form that is Qualish. And just before your scry fades, another creature comes off the table. More parts picked up. The assembly begins all over again. And then... <laughs> The third eye pulls you back to your bedroom. You're crisscross. There's a single, there's almost like tears beginning to form at the edge of your eyes. And you're back with your friends. Oh, guys, it's bad. Is he making more boats that they capture elementals? No, he's making those creatures that attacked the ship. Like uh -huh. the the half of that tentacle thing that we have in the box over there. Remember when I said that I felt like it was him? But there's hundreds, thousands of them. And oh they're just God. like, I mean, they're in the direction that we're going. Why? Which is probably why we ran into them because they're just like rolling off this floating island thing that... And just falling into the sea. And we probably just were in their path. Great. Or they're in our path. I don't know. I am making them. Yeah. He said she will like this one. Then the pain will stop. He looks bad. Mm. He looks like he's been beaten and, and gaunt. And I mean, he almost looks... Undead. Well, there's only one she we know that does stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, whoever's inhabiting Terra Ling. And as you're having this conversation, all of you, including Osborne and, um, or sorry, Oswald and yeah. Asborn, um, all oh, of you begin Osborne. to hear the watch bell go off, the great clang of the bell up top. Um, causing all of you to rush up to the deck. Um, Tobias, you in particular, because you, you're like the first one out. You know what it means. My baby! <laughs> you watch as the patrol is focused on the night watch up above, pointing off into the distance. And way, way off in the distance, just coming right over the horizon.
can see this skeletal figure, dragon-like in appearance, but all skin, all skeleton, begin to bank and dip towards the fleet. And that's oh, where we're going to finish tonight. Yay! Oh, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> cool, man. All right, y'all. Thank you for coming and enjoying our show with us tonight. I really do appreciate it. Um, we will be here uh, Friday night for Age of Arcanum and Sunday night for the Debtor's uh, Gambit. Uh, I will probably pop in either tomorrow or Thursday to do a Monster Mash where I'm going to show folks how I do my homebrew monsters because that's how I do all my monsters. So I homebrew them. Um, so, you know, those rules lawyers that like to read the monster manual, it will kind of help you, but not help you a lot. Um, so <laughs> with that, if you want more of us and join our discord, uh, join the one shot presents next Thursday, which is going to be a level 21 shot. should be a lot of fun. Uh, I am almost done writing it up and I will have it posted by either tomorrow or Thursday, uh, this week, but I have a lot of cleaning up and editing to do this week. So hopefully I can get it done tomorrow. But uh, everything you know is down below, down below. Um, help us out as much as you can. Follow, subscribe, donate bits if you can. Uh, every little bit helps. It allows me to do this more than I, you know, more, more. I'd love to do this some more. I do have some campaigns wrapping up, so there may be new shows coming in the next months. We're also working on getting the studio back open again, hopefully by July. Uh, I've got a player that's going to be helping me with some camera and microphone challenges that I've been having with the setup. But hopefully that'll be here for us in July and we can be live in the studio again. Other than that, yeah. thanks everybody for coming out and we'll see you all next time. And don't forget, thanks, stay safe, be kind, and remember to play a game. Bye everybody.